0: Hi, I'm Shannon,
1: and I'm Perry, and this is our podcast. P.S. We, we
0: have, have orders. orders.
1: Good morning, Perry. How are you? I am so good, Shannon. How are you this beautiful day?
0: Slowly waking up. I just finished my first cup of coffee while we were kind of having our pre-recording chats.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so you're good and ready to go
0: now. Yes, the caffeine has hit me. I'm wide awake, and oh my goodness. Perry, Perry, do you want to talk about that little little kitten
1: use? Yes, i was just, hang on, let's see if I can make, okay guys, so I am a foster parent, I guess, for Gateway Pet Guardians, they're a shelter in my area, it's actually the rescue that we got Murphy from, and uh, we tried fostering dogs, but that wasn't really a good fit, because it tried to eat my cat uh and I didn't couldn't do that but so I started fostering kittens so I have two of them we should post pictures of them they're so cute yes um, there's a girl and a boy and the girl screams she's all sass all the time perfect for this podcast um and then there's a little boy who doesn't scream as much He just cuddles and he's super sweet but today he um they are like six weeks old and he's not really good at understanding when he needs to poop Until he is pooping, basically. So today, he was downstairs, like, playing in the living room, and he starts screaming, which is, like, my cue that he needs to poop. He's very good at telling me. And I pick him up, and there's already a little bit of poop coming out, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So I like pick him up and like hold him to my shoulder, start yelling to Will because he's like in the laundry room, which is where I'm keeping the litter box. I'm Like he's pooping, he's moving. I'm sprinting up the stairs. I finally get him. I put him in the litter box. He gets to do his business in the litter box. But I'm like, "Oh no!" And I look at my shoulder. <laughs> it's just this little. Like oh, rabbit sized no. piece of poop on my shoulder. Oh my goodness. So, that's my weekend.
0: I <laughs> love that. I mean You know, like we've said in previous episodes, you know, I'm a firm believer of adopt, don't shop. There's so many animals out there Mm -hmm. that need foster homes. There's so many animals out there that need loving homes. You can obviously adopt these beautiful little kittens, which we do plan on posting so you can see these gorgeous little babies. Yes. But, you know, check out your local rescues if you're in, you know, the mindset of maybe we want to add to the family and you're not sure. If you want yeah. to add a human child just yet, or if you want to have a fur baby just yet, <laughs> right. so check out local
1: rescues. Something to consider is I know we talked about this a lot. When we were talking about PCSing about how expensive it is to move an animal. So if you want more animals in your life but you can't commit to moving with an animal, you can definitely sign up for fostering. If, especially if you foster an older dog, like sometimes they're going to be with you for a few months at a time. So you can have that whole like companionship thing without having to commit $10,000 to moving your dog. I'm a big proponent of fostering animals. Um, And now that we own our own house and we have the ability to, here I am getting pooped on by kittens. Living the dream. It's just the dream. Um, Murphy started another puppy class. Well, I say puppy class, but dog class today. It's called Brain Games. And he's a little dumb. Like Murphy is a little bit dumb. He's just, he's a love and he's not ill-behaved. But he's a little stupid. And so this brain games class is, like, teaching him, like, more above and beyond your standard, like, sit, stay, down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's, like, actually, like, one of the things we're doing is we're teaching him how to read. So there's, like, little cue cards that say, like, sit, what? lay down, spin. Yeah. So they're going to teach him how to read and teach him to, like, focus on one thing at a time and teach him how to, like, use his paws um, to, like, point out things. That's brilliant. It's him and, as of right now, two Australian shepherds, which, as we all know, are brilliant animals. They are so smart. <laughs> so it's, like, him and his dopey butt and, like, these two genius children. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> the true confession's right there.
1: But you know what? He likes just, like, leaving the house and spending time with me. So even if he fails the class, I know it'll make him happy to go. So
0: He's a good boy. That's, like, literally the memes of a good boy. I feel like that's just him. He's yes. he's really trying his darndest. You yes. don't care if he passes or fields at this point. I you're just it. like, as long as you're having a good time, boy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he does enjoy it. Yeah, that's where we're kind of been lucky. Or oh, your animals.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, I guess same old, same old. Um yeah. you know, the cats are raising hell like normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice though, ever since we adopted our second cat, which is I think this summer will... No, I think the summer will mark two years that we adopted Maka. Because we ordered, yeah. we got her yep. you, we got her 2019. So yeah, that makes sense. And it's really sweet because Maka has definitely adopted my husband and vice versa. Like, she mm-hmm. is my husband's cat, period. Every single mm-hmm. night, once we're kind of getting cl- cozied in bed, Maka hops up into the bed and, and curls up with him. And the only time yeah. she ever sleeps with me is if he's moving too much. And that's how I know if he's been tossing and turning. <laughs> and then... I normally go to sleep with Winry on my side because she's my cat Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of really fun because I feel like growing up I always was told that cats are not very affectionate. Cats just kind of do them, which is not wrong, but it's really kind of crazy because they're both extremely affectionate cats. I mean, it's really kind of fun going from remembering when we first got her and you couldn't really touch her because she would just get really Mm -hmm. spooky. Like all freaked out, like, oh my god, my god, my god, my god. Cause she, you know, we did adopt her a little bit older in life. She was like two in change, I think, when we got her. Yeah. So she already kind of had that very easily spooked personality. And over time, we've just really did our best to nurture her, to show her affection, to love her. And it's really nice because Winry knows this great trick of boop, where I say boop, and she pushes her nose to my finger and just boop and slowly Maka is is allowing us to boop her nose without her, like, freaking out because we're getting too close to her face because she's yeah. learning to trust us. And yeah. it's really sweet because, like, I can pick her up and she doesn't, like, freak out because she used to, like, if you picked her up, her paws would go out and her claws would pop out. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God, freak it out. Aww. Yes. And, like, now I can scoop her. And I just, like, I literally just pick her up really gently and I just put her on my lap and I just pat her until she calms down. <laughs> and she's learning that she's okay. She's safe. And she's a little purring monster. Like all she does is just purr. Like the minute you start petting her, she like just starts purring a happy storm. She does the slow blinks. If anyone has a cat knows what I'm talking about. Like she's a very, very, very affectionate cat. I think she just had to get over the first hurdle of, okay, this is a permanent house. I'm not Mm -hmm. going anywhere. I'm not going to be hurt. And I think that's kind of where, you know, it goes back to like adopt, don't shop. You don't always know what you're going to get, but like I I think we've been really lucky with both cats we have like Winry's very, very smart and she's learned how to open up cabinets. She's learned how to open up most doors. Um, I'm happy that we have traditional doorknobs in this house or if not, I will never be able to shower again by myself. (laughs) She's she's definitely one of those cats that if you were in the bathroom, she must be with you. She must be in eyesight of you. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've been over with yeah. her. You Tux
1: likes is. to lay his gigantic body over the entire toilet seat and watch you when you take a bath. That's his thing.
0: I really wish Winry would be calm about it, but no. She. If I let her in while I'm taking a bath, she's a cat that's standing over the edge of the bath and playing with the water. When she was younger, she used to go in the shower with us yeah. and chase her tail.
1: Yeah, I do remember you telling me that, that she would into in the shower. Murphy used to get into the shower with me when he was a puppy um, because he just didn't understand how to not be with me. Uh, but now he just lays on the bed, like, because the master bath is attached to the master bedroom. And so he knows once I go into that door, I can't leave. Like, I have to come back out. So he just keeps guard.
0: So today's episode is really, interestingly enough, I guess, going to talk about children. You know, like we both me and Perry were just talking about is that we have our families – not always us I guess not necessarily your standard traditional families because we don't have any human blood right. babies under us. We have these beautiful fur babies that both of us love. I feel like more and more presently we're seeing people put attachment to their pets, like people put attachment to their babies. And I know that sometimes that is very offensive right. to some mothers, so I'm going to put this disclaimer right out now, because we do have some mom moms out there that do listen to us. This particular episode is not a personal dig at anyone. This is not an attack. This is just us speaking our opinion about the topic that we're going to cover today, which is literally about being a childless household and how there isn't necessarily as much support out there for people that don't have kids in the military. Your standard traditional couples, I feel like if you don't have kids, you kind of get put to the side. You know, and that's something that we're both gonna touch on. Both have seen it. I've seen it in multiple bases at this point, And it's just gotten to the point where it's beyond frustrating. And it kind of makes you go, as a woman, like, am I not worthy? Because I don't right. have a kid. And I think that's extremely unfair. That's a very unhealthy state of mind to put someone in. So I guess I will let Perry kick off on this.
1: So the first thing I was wanna put out there is something that I learned really recently. There are two different kinds of families without kids. You can either be child free or childless. I thought they would be synonyms, but they have different meanings. So, child free means you are choosing not to have a child. That is your choice. You voluntarily don't have kids. If you're childless, it means that you know you might be trying to conceive, or it's abbreviated TTC online trying to conceive, or um, you know because of miscarriage or. You know, something infertility, something like that makes you childless. So I just want to point out that as of right now, Shannon and I are both child free, yep. which is my personal thing. I right now, I'm not sure I ever want to have kids, but I'm reserving the right to change my mind at any point. So I'm keeping my lady bits intact for now, just in case. Um, but yeah, so I've noticed this and Shannon noticed this too, like it sometimes it's really rough not having kids. Like there is an endless amount of support groups for moms out there. You can see that on Facebook pages, you can see that on base events and stuff like that. There's like moms going through deployment and moms homeschooling and stay at home moms and working moms and military moms and middle to middle moms and overseas mom and plays and mom needs to meet, mom nice out and all these things. There's all these resources and all these groups. And that's great. I'm really happy that those things exist because I know it's not easy being a mom with a military child. But we all know that. We all know you guys are amazing. We want to talk about us <laughs> because it's like you either are like in this chosen minority lifestyle and it's like made us outcast, especially the older we get. I mean, Shin, I know you and I earlier on had more friends without kids because when we joined this military life, like we were 19, 20, 21, and that's not... Yeah, so it was an unusual... Right, like most people don't have kids at that age, but I feel like once we hit 25, I mean, I remember when I was 25 years old, I literally knew 17 pregnant women at one time. 17 of my friends were pregnant. And then out of those, like three of them gave birth in the month of February. Like it was insane, the amount of my friends that were pregnant at one time. But that's just what happens when you're like 25. That's when you start having babies. So we are excluded a lot. Like... If our spouse goes on deployment, there's not a whole lot of things for us. I had a really good friend. Her husband at the time was deployed, and she was working full time and going to school full time. And it was hard because she had, you know, pets in the life, and she was alone. And it was, like, six months into his deployment that the key spouse, like, finally reached out to her. It was like, oh, hey, we're doing this lady's brunch. You should totally come. It's for deployed wife and da, da 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 And she was like, first of all, you're six months too late. I've been struggling on my own. And secondly, I have a job and I have school and I can't go. So do you have anything, like, in the evenings? And they're just like, well, no, because, you know, the other moms have kids, so they can't do anything in the evenings. And it's like, okay. And no one's willing to work around us. No one's willing to work around yeah, our work I, schedule. It's like, we don't matter.
0: I've seen that. It's probably like one of my biggest pet peeves as someone who has played in the pool of, I don't want to say base politics because that's not correct. I was a part of the spouses group. Really frustrating was watching how little was was offered to people that didn't have kids. And that was one of my driving forces to get involved was to offer more things for people that didn't have kids and it's unfair because we're if we go overseas we're taken away from our families we're we're away from our friends we're away from our jobs yeah we're away from what we once knew as safety and home lack of better words and I guess it's probably one of my one of my biggest pet peeves is how often this like sub sub group is pushed off to the side and it's just I don't know it's it's beyond frustrating and it's something that like I know When we were talking about even putting this podcast together, we both said we wanted to cover this topic because it's something we've seen time in and time out, and seeing this, we deal with it almost daily. I work full time, I go to school full time, and like I'm really lucky because my key spouse does check in with me often. I never go to anything anymore because a lot of these are during time frames that I'm at work, and it makes me really mad because I used to run events. Right. And I remember being told, hey, we have people at work, can you please put some stuff at night? And I feel like as someone who is now the rules are reversed, I go, hey, I would love to start coming to things, but you guys put them at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I have no way of being a part of this because I'm at work or you guys drop notice a week out. That's unfair. I know you guys plan the stuff out months in advance. I know this because I used to do this. And it's very frustrating because now I feel like I don't even know who's even involved anymore because I don't know what he faces or names because a lot of them PCS when I was involved when I first got yeah. here if it wasn't for me having friends through work or friends through I guess I don't want to say other means because it sounds weird but meeting them through other stuff I wouldn't have any friends that were locally here and it it's kind of disheartening. no I
1: agree I don't know I've never been to a single like spouse event here I went to the Christmas party or whatever, but it was like COVID, so we were all like super spread yeah. out and like <laughs> wearing masks and not talking to anybody, not at our table, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I think I've been invited, but it couldn't go for whatever reason. It's probably during the day when I'm working.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I decline most things because it's always at times that I'm at work or it's very, very last second where I'm like, I wish I knew about this a yeah. couple weeks ago because I have plans now and it kind of stinks because i don't want to cancel my plans to go sit around but they're not going to
1: change it because they go oh well you know their kids need to go to bed so they can't do it at that time it's like okay so you literally just prioritize them over me that's it that's all you did yes cool and like you said like you know we've both you know been married for eight years give or take and we've given up that's the truth. Is we've given up trying to go to these mm-hmm. things, and this is coming from Shannon, who literally was the president of the spouses group, and the next day she gave up on it. So it's it's one of those things. Like, yeah, we can live without it. You know, we both have jobs. We both have lives outside of the military. But what if you know somebody doesn't have a child, but they can't work for whatever reason? It's very isolating, and I don't, and I just don't like it. And that's why we're talking about it because I just don't like it. But um, Shannon. You being president supposed group, let's talk about support that's mm-hmm. offered to us. The limited amount of okay. support that's offered. What have you seen? I'm going to
0: put this out there that I have noticed that over time, or at least more recently, that there's more and more childless groups popping mm-hmm. up on Facebook. Like where I am, there's a local Facebook group for the childless women on there. And a lot of them are very nice because they'll post like, hey, we're pregnant, and obviously I'm, I'm going to remove myself from this page once we birth the baby. And a lot of them are kind of funny about, it. like, yeah, I I caught the pregnancy. You know, <laughs> they make it. jokes about it. Yeah, they make it a joke, which is nice because it doesn't turn into this like. It's I guess it's less stressful on the admins to have to forcibly remove people because they got right. a baby, and it's not out of hatred. It's just these groups are meant for people that are child right. like. We like can't toddlers. join a mom page.
1: So why should you be in my page? <laughs> no. Yeah, and I, I
0: feel like sometimes that kind of, if you don't go in with that expectation, it kind of turns into sometimes a fight, like, oh, why aren't we allowed here? It's like, it's literally meant to show support for the childless and the child-free families. So I definitely have to say, look for, if see if your base or your area locally has one, to check that out to see. I mean, I actually made a really good friend off of it. She was freshly here. She posted on that page saying, hey, I just moved to X housing area. Does anyone want to meet up? And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling froggy today. I'll shoot her a message. And I was like, hey, you just got here. I live in the same housing area. Do you want to get together and go for a walk? So she became my walking buddy.
1: The base here has a child free page. When I first got here, I did go on there and I asked, hey, does anybody want to meet up and just like go and, you know, I got off work at 4.30, like, let's shoot for, like, a 6 p.m. thing. And there were probably, like, five people that came. And I think four out of the five have children now. (laughs) Because, you know, you get older and you have kids, that's what you do. But we also didn't really, like, stay in touch. Because the only thing we had in common was not having children, which is not really, like, enough to base a friendship off of. Um, There was two that I, I talked to longer than just that one night. And then one of them who was really great, but then like COVID happens, like I didn't really see her anymore, and now she's pcs across the world. So she's like more closer to you now. But yeah, like that's one of those things though, is like even if you do meet somebody with these pages, like you said, they might pop pregnant and then and then stop being that anymore. But as far as support, and I know I mention them all the time because it's literally my favorite Facebook page, but it's Millie, Mill Spouses Without Kids, don't mind my dogs. Um, those best up kids, they are like, seriously, like the sweetest, kindest, and most uplifting page. Like people will comment and be like, this is not at all military related, but you guys are the only nice people I can think of. <laughs> and so they'll ask her, like when I did the poll for our base episode, I asked there because they're like super helpful and lovely people. And, um, it's not a TTC page a trying to conceive page. You know, it's very much just like, you don't have kids. It's not a baby bashing page. It's like very strictly, like they don't even really talk about not having kids that much unless they're ranting about like their mom, like frustrating them and being like, have a baby. So it's just nice. It's just nice to be in a page where there's never like a, "Mm, well, you wouldn't understand or you need to have a baby.
0: So that's actually something I want to touch on. Your comment about your parent like parents making comments. So I will say Mm -hmm. we have gotten that. I know I'm actually going off the rails of what we wrote down. I mean, it has to do with the topic. And, like, I will be 30 when we PCS, I know, gag. We have actually gotten comments from our parents saying, hey, when are you guys going to have a kid? You know, are you guys going to have babies? And da-da-da-da-da. And I will say it's probably the one of the most uncomfortable conversations to have. Because I feel like growing up, you don't really talk about, I guess I'm just going to say the word, sex
1: mm-hmm. with your parents. Yeah. And
0: how... I mean, how are babies made? We, let's just put it out there. Sex. Right. Like, seriously, cool. it's
1: like when people are like, so, like, are you going to start trying? It's like, do you really want me to talk about what my husband does inside of my body? <laughs> like, please don't talk to me about this. This is not a conversation I want to have with you.
0: <laughs> I, I think that's where, like, it's really interesting because, like, when we're younger, we're kind of brought up to not talk about these things. Yes, you know, especially entropy, it.
1: in a conservative Christian household. It was just, like, Most don't acknowledge you have a vagina. Just don't. Just don't do that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, you better be using that one. Like, wait, what? No, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, you're married. You
0: should be having kids by now. And I think that's actually jokes that me and Perry have actually... We There's some really bad jokes we make. And one of them is, like, yeah, by now you should already have five kids. I don't know. It's just... It's kind of, like, it's an interesting thing. And I find it very very uncomfortable when people make comments hey when are you gonna have a kid or oh when are you guys getting pregnant and then i guess the opposite side so this is actually going to go into our last part that we're planning on talking about is i have personally gotten comments about when are we having kids and then i get the other side of it don't you hate kids mm. and i will not lie it act it really hurt me though and i know i've talked about this with perry behind you know behind closed doors it's really disheartening when someone goes oh, I thought you hated kids. No, honey, I don't like yours probably because (laughs) your kids are really bad behaved. (laughs) Or I wasn't raised around babies, so I don't feel comfortable when I go to someone's house after they have a baby and they go, hey, hold my baby. I'm like, I don't want to break it. It's squishy. It's squishy. I don't want to hurt it. Like,
1: its head isn't fully created yet and it doesn't have kneecaps, so I don't think I should touch it. (laughs) It goes back to
0: the basis of, yeah, I do have maternal instincts, but I don't have the overwhelming cooing for a baby. And I think that's where some people translate it to, oh, God, she hates kids. Ew. No, please don't put me into the grouping of I hate children. It's actually really kind of hurtful because I hate to say this, like, we've all were brought up, you don't talk about your sex life, you don't talk about a lot of these issues, especially like you have pointed out the difference between child-free and childless. There's a lot of people that we even personally know that have spent many, many, many years fighting to try to conceive and i hate to say this you don't know my day-to-day you don't know my struggle and you don't know if we possibly have struggled to try to get pregnant so please can we just as a community drop the hatred towards women that don't have kids you don't know their story you don't know their lives do not make side comments Because, you know, we don't get the struggle. I hate to say this. This is just something. Oh,
1: my gosh. I hate that so much. When it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm tired. And you're like, "Um, I bet you slept last night. I didn't sleep. I haven't slept in 10 years. I've been breastfeeding for eight years. And I'm like, bro, like, I don't, I don't need that. Like, just because you chose to have a child, which I love and support you. And that's great. Doesn't mean that I don't get Mm -hmm. to have a bad day. Doesn't mean that I don't get to not have a bad night. It doesn't mean that I don't get to be tired.
0: Don't, don't minimize it. Don't minimalize it. It's not, it's not nice.
1: Can't take your choice to have a child and then like log that over everybody. Like, mm, no. And, and then it's, it's sometimes I'm like, yeah, you're right. I did sleep for eight hours because I made my choice and you made your choice. So I just hate that so much. But I also, um, I want to mention something because it's something that I have been guilty of is like, I will, uh, I have in the past asked people like, Hey, like, do you want to have kids? Because that's something that I ask. For one reason being like, because I don't really want to have kids. So I kind of want to gauge like what we have in common. (laughs) But I didn't, I honestly didn't realize until I got married and joined the military community how many women go through miscarriages. Yes. And how many women struggle with infertility. And I would say more than 50% of every woman I know has either struggled with infertility or has had a miscarriage. Just don't talk about it because if you're out and you're meeting somebody and you're getting to know them and you're trying to bond, like maybe don't bring up their yeah. trauma. Even if it's just an innocent question, even if it's just coming from a place of like genuine curiosity, like if they want to talk about it, then they're going to talk about it. Or at least not judge. Right. don't, yeah, yeah definitely don't judge. I had two coworkers. I don't anymore. This is a previous job, but they, um, before I got there, they were both roughly the same age. Like we were all roughly the same age. And they both got pregnant and they both lost the baby. And then they decided to continue to try to have a family. And one of them got pregnant pretty much immediately afterwards and had a gorgeous baby. Perfect in every way. And the other one didn't. And, you know, they both put this through, through this thing together of getting pregnant, losing a baby. And then she had to watch my other coworker go through a successful pregnancy and come out with this beautiful baby and then cover for her for oh. maternity leave. You know what I mean? She was such a trooper. I mean, she didn't complain, but you could just tell every time that we talked about the pregnancy and every time we talked about the baby, it just cut oh, her it's it's so deep. An, it's
0: an internal struggle. And that's something that I feel like, I feel like a lot of people don't like to talk about it openly because- you know, I found out recently one of my friends is pregnant, which I'm so happy for her. If anything, I'm actually even more excited because she told me the gender yesterday. So my shopping has already begun. Yeah, because I hate kids so much, I'm willing to go drop eighty hundred dollars on your baby. Okay. <laughs> right. You know. Right. And it's really funny because we were talking about it and she and I said, I'm like, it's really kind of depressing because so many people have miscarriages and it's not really heavily talked about because it, it, it is a trauma. It's very disheartening, and a lot of women blame themselves. About it, because like it was me, it was my fault. My body couldn't support it. It's my fault. It's my fault. It, it's just one of those struggles that women don't like to talk about because it is sad. It's very depressing.
1: I want to add to my really terrible story that my other coworker went the route of adoption, and she and my other coworker have babies that are like within a month of each other, and they have a perfect wow. family now, and they're so cute.
0: There's a happy ending. There's a happy ending to it.
1: There is a happy ending. It sucked a lot. It was really bad for a long time, but a really happy
0: it, ending. I just feel like I guess. <laughs> I apologize, this episode's kind of all over the place and a little, like, more (laughs) ranty-less than informational. I guess the information we did say is there are support groups out there for people that are childless less child-free households. If you want to find other women out there that are in the same situation as you with no kids, look for those groups. Like we kind of touched on is that, you know, you don't know everyone's struggle. It's just like that saying of, like, walk a mile in someone's shoes. Don't be so judgy if someone says, yeah, I don't want to have kids. For all you know, they've been possibly trying for years and they just, they're showing it as, oh yeah, we don't want kids in all reality. She cries every single night because she can't conceive.
1: And like, also, I've been to so many baby showers. I have bought so many onesies, you know, and I, I am a quote unquote, not blood related, but like I have two nieces and a nephew and I love them. And i I want to spend time with them and I love seeing them grow up and stuff. So just because... You know, we don't have kids. We're not going to support you. We hate them. Like Shannon yeah, said. Yeah, like we don't. Right. And we're going to support you. Like my friends that have kids now, I'm really happy yeah. for them because I'm a big proponent of like, if you want to have kids, have kids. If you don't want to have kids, don't have yeah. kids. And don't let your mother or your mother-in-law no, believe. No, God, no.
0: What I mean. <laughs> it's not their business.
1: I just, I don't know. I think it's just one of those topics
0: that even though sex is such a taboo topic to ever talk about it's okay to talk about someone's sex life as in conceiving a child and reproducing. Right. I just, I just feel like that's a little bit backwards and I feel like the stigma should be broken of, yes, you can have a conversation about being childless or wanting children, but you shouldn't judge people if they choose not to have kids. You shouldn't judge them if they say, yeah, I don't know if I really want one, you know, like don't go, oh my God, you know, you would bring so much happiness and your life would be fulfilled if you have a kid. Like, I'm sorry. I think that's such a toxic Push,
1: because I I actually
0: had someone I had massive respect for. Like I love her to death, have so much respect for her. But it honestly hurt me very internally for a while when she flat out said because I said something about like currently dealing at that time with like really bad depression and how I think I was trying Mm -hmm. to like kind of do this self discovery of who I was, and she made a comment to me going. You know what? I think you and your husband should maybe try for a kid because, you know, that might bring that might bring meaning to your life because, you know, my kids brought meaning to my life. And or it'll bring you postpartum depression yeah. and it was kind of very disheartening because she said to me, "Oh, you're sad, you should have a baby." That's how I took it. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense
1: so what i'm depressed and don't have any sleep i'm depressed and covered in vomit i'm depressed and on the hook if this human being becomes a psychopath i don't yeah, understand it's- Like that's for me when people are like, why do you have a kid? It's like, um, I like my independence. I'm not very maternal. The world is in a crisis right now. Um, they're very expensive. They're very time consuming. I don't want to have to worry about schools. I don't want to go grocery shopping for something else. I don't want to wash 10 pairs of tiny socks and fold them individually because they're really, really small. And that seems really difficult. I don't want to tote it around with me every time we PCS. I don't want to make sure that it's vaccines are up to date all the time. I don't want to pay for summer camp. I don't want to pay for daycare. And I don't have literally any support around me. That's another thing. If you're military, like you don't necessarily have your family around you. If I were to have a kid, I would not have a free babysitter. No, I have my very good reasons why. And it's not just the world is going to hell in a handbasket. (laughs) I'm sorry,
0: everybody. This episode is kind of a wild wild card and... You know, this conversation (laughs) I don't care I have a feeling this conversation, this is not the last one we will ever talk about So, like I said, disclaimer one more time To all of our mommy listeners out there We do love you, we appreciate you
1: We see you
0: And we know you struggle You guys,
1: we need you to keep the world going I need you to have children So I don't have to Okay Uh, (laughs) I appreciate you guys and all you do I swear y'all are
0: superhuman Yeah, superhuman.
1: I don't think i could do it
0: so we have a lot of respect for you guys we love you guys we see you we you know we hear you it's just this episode is literally just two women in their late 20s i know that hurt (laughs) and we don't have kids and we feel like the community tends to look down on us or push us to the corner and say uh just get another glass of wine and go sit in your corner and complain you know go hug your dog and call it a baby right you know comments like that are very disheartening and you know what We're not here for it, so let's try to keep our community, or at least the little community that me and Perry are slowly building, a positive place, even though, yes, we do talk about nitty-gritty, not necessarily the most happy, bubbly conversations. Just because
1: we talk about things that aren't great, it doesn't mean that they're not there. Like, I would like to think that we talk about the things that are always there but not addressed.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's change gears and flip to something a lot more funny... (laughs) instead of us complaining for a half an hour (laughs) so perry i know you have a wonderful fun retail related fun story so which by the way this is a hint hint to all you other listeners which we know we got listeners out there we're watching we've been paying attention we've noticed that our listens are going up so all of our new listeners all of our ones have been here the og since episode one where our audio was trash we thank you we love you we see you (laughs) Please send in your funny stories. It could literally be retail. It could be funny military stories. It could be even if you are a non-military listener, which we actually do have, send in your funny stories. We're here for it. We wanna we wanna start including way more listener stories. So Perry, I hand you the mic back. Read our story.
1: Yes, so I'm really excited about this one. This is another one that we got with our initial ask for customer service stories. And as much as I enjoyed the old man story, I think I love a Karen story even more. So here we go. While working in a restaurant, a DoorDash order comes in. I write it down. I put it in the line. I later pull it to my side, double check the items, and mark it's ready for the driver to pick up. Well, about 30 minutes later, in five minutes till closing, I might add, I get a phone call from the most Karen of Karens. Sorry if your name is Karen. This conversation is why I have no hope for humanity. Keeping it positive. Hi, I was halfway through my salad before I realized my DoorDash delivery wasn't what I ordered. Okay, I'll be happy to check into that. Can I have the name the order was placed under and what seems to be the problem? Sure. It's Karen. Not really, but why not? I ordered a steak salad and I got a chicken salad. Okay, I have it pulled up, but I'm sorry it appears that you did, in fact, order a chicken salad. Karen has now gone from calm, confident I will get what I want, to furious faster than I can count. No, I didn't. I ordered a steak salad. I am allergic to chicken. I only realized halfway through when I was chicken. I'm trying not to eye roll, but I feel the twitch coming on. Our salads all have meat on top, clearly visible. I'm wondering if Karen is in fact blind, and that's why she's ordering DoorDash. But alas, I keep my chirpy customer service voice. I'm sorry ma'am, but that's what I have on my end. You may want to check your receipt. Ugh, how would I even do that? You can just pull DoorDash up and look at your order history and perhaps check an email. You know what? I will. Because I didn't order it. Like how stupid would it be to order a chicken instead of steak when I'm allergic to chicken? Pretty stupid, but what do I know? I only have six years of education in anatomy and physiology. I'm going to look right now. Lots of smug grumbling as she pulls it up. See, right here, it clearly states that I ordered a chicken Ooh, salad. Ouch, I felt that. <laughs> well, what do you want to do about this? I'm sorry, ma'am, but as we fulfilled your direct order along with the personalized request, we cannot correct something that isn't wrong. Also, our kitchen is about to close. You mean you're not going to fix it? No, ma'am. Please call DoorDash if you're dissatisfied, as we aren't at fault. Karen starts cursing at me. Have a wonderful night. Enjoy your anaphylaxis. Oh, my goodness. My hat goes off to that
0: customer service representative or waitress or insert job title there. My hat goes off to you because I deal with situations like that all the time where like, I get this and da 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 da, da And then they look at their like, oh,
1: insert foot into mouth. So what's... Funny is, I actually had a similar thing happen to me uh, on the 5th of May. And I'll tell you why I remember it was the 5th of May. For my job, I have these monthly reports that need to go out, right? And while I do most of the work, I have like a, like a teammate that I have to work with. Like I do some and she does some. And at the beginning of the year, I have to make a calendar for her that says like the dates that I need everything by. And... For May, the date that I needed all the reports by was the 5th. So on the 5th, I shoot her an email in the morning and I just like remind her that I need her reports by, you know, at the end of the day and da, 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 and Then she doesn't get back to me. I'm like, okay, like that's not super abnormal. Um, their roles that they play, they have a lot of distractions. They get pulled away. They're like offsite a lot. So I was like, okay, follow up at 3 p.m. now because like end of the workday is coming up very shortly. And I'm like, hey, I'm just following up on the reports. Do you have them for me? And she goes, um, no, I'll have them to you tomorrow. And I said, uh, they're due today. Isn't it the third business day of the month? And she goes, on the closing calendar you sent me, it was due on the 5th. And then she sent me a smiley face. And this was on May the 5th. And so I just wait. And then, like, immediately after I get another message, it says, oh, crap. <laughs> Which was which is really, really nice for me to have because she went from really smug to panicked really quickly. And then the best thing, the best thing that I did is I just immediately wrote back, happy Cinco de Mayo. If
0: that's <laughs> not a mic drop moment, I don't know what is. Like, Perry, please keep that in your back pocket for the small victories that we all need sometimes daily.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we all have to have a little bit of a win sometimes. Uh.
0: So yeah, so anyone else who has really fun stories, even just like small victory moments like that, please send them in. We love them. We want to speak about them. And just like how this last story was anonymous, don't worry, your name will not be used. So if you're even talking about a place that you're currently at, we won't even say. We'll just say, hey, we got a listener our story. So please come on, share them. Because I love to read this stuff because it brings me joy, especially when my day has been um, filled with Karens. <laughs> um, so yeah, so... Perry, thank you for, you know, I guess talking openly about a topic that no one really likes to talk about.
1: Of course, this has been great. You know, I would love to talk about my dusty uterus whenever you want, Shannon. It (laughs) would be my pleasure. (laughs) I just can't with you sometimes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So yeah, um, I guess uh, everyone have a fantastic rest of your day this has been fun thank you all for listening and we will talk to you all in two weeks bye. bye
0: thank you for listening to our podcast please like and leave a review below on the episode follow us on instagram at ps we have orders podcast this is a great place to leave comments and any ideas for future episodes we would love your feedback as well Thank you again for listening. We look forward to seeing everybody in their comment section on
1: Instagram. Thank you.